When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. We are back. Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers here with you as we are every morning, Monday through Friday, and we appreciate you joining us. It is our last segment of the hour, and I don't think there's a better way we can close it out than talking with our guy, Joel Lorenzi, Creighton beat writer for the Omaha World, the Herald. Joel, good morning. What's going on, man? Joel, what's up? <laughs> you seem a little tired, too. He, 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 well, he's a self-admitted non-morning guy, so we may be uh, getting him going early. Yeah, my, um, my night ended probably like four hours ago, so. Wait, what? Four hours ago? What? This is the life of basketball beat right in there. I've I've come to accept it. There weren't. There wasn't even really anything good going on in the NBA. The Suns had dusted off the Lakers by halftime. You could have hit snooze. Well, yeah, but then you get to you get to watching games back that you missed and um, games from a couple days back or um, you get to playing two K. I've actually found (laughs) get to playing two K. You know, 2K is like, obviously, it's like a great pastime for any fan. But I actually found like 2K, 2K has really helped me um, with like coverages and stuff, like in the weirdest way. Like it's really helped me understand <laughs> basketball more. Hey, I'm with Joel when he says that. I mean, 2K helps so much when it comes to things like that. But even like for me, like I used to practice broadcasting on 2k like i would mute the tv and i would actually broadcast the games and it helped me learn a bunch of players in the nba it's kind of fire i like that joel it's something or nothing before we get to creighton that a team that's in the 12 spot my lakers with 13 wins that's only six less than the team in the top spot the memphis grizzlies yeah um that 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 gap is is it's further than you think, Dane. Um, especially with, with AD out, man. Like, it's, oh, for sure. Best. I mean, I watched that game the other night um, <clears throat> where they beat the Wizards um, by that by that loose ball, like mm-hmm. at the end of yeah. regulation, and that was a rough way to win. And that's a tough way to lose for the Wizards. If they got to pull it out like that, I mean, granted it's the Wizards, but if they got to pull out wins like that, um, it's going to be a rough month. <laughs> I'm fully prepared. I'm fully prepared to try to just be around the 11-10 spot in a month when he comes back, if that. Well, you're going to be holding – you're going to have to hold on strong, man. I, 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 I kind of gave up on him. I'm not going to lie. Man. Hey, Joel, let's, uh, let's talk Creighton here and uh, some – Parts of your story, uh, prior to the Marquette game, you had mentioned that Sharif Mitchell, Ryan Nemhard, both said this team needs to play with more heart and more will. And after what we saw at Marquette, 
Um, it, it's pretty apparent we haven't seen strides in either uh, of those points. What what's missing? What 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 else can they do? They tried to speak it into existence. Now, how do they actually get it? Yeah, um, like you mentioned, no no strides, right? Like we actually probably saw in that Marquette game, um, probably their peak in terms of just. Uh, I hate to say it, but getting punked. Um, they got bumped off their spots quite a bit in that game. Um, and you saw that they were visibly uncomfortable as the game went on. And, um, you know, it started to affect their half-court sets. Uh, you could see the energy wasn't the same. And, um, I mean, during this past stretch of the, the six-game losing streak, like, you've kind of seen performances like that where – they're not dialed in for all the 40 minutes. But for them to be, like, visibly bothered by the contact at a certain point and just forward under Marquette's defense. And Marquette was like a – they weren't even a top 60 defense. Like, they were right outside the top 60, which is still good relative to the country. But um, they played way better defense than that, right? I mean, Arkansas was a top 10 defense when they knocked them off. And obviously they – to show themselves in the stretch, but um, for for them to fold like that against that defense relative to the ones they've already seen, I mean they've seen the country's best defenses. That really shocked me, man. It was a it was a real low for them. Uh, Joel, more surprised in in the style of the game. So keep that in context. Not so not necessarily the number eighteen in terms of turnovers because that's way too many. But in a game in which there was a lot of touching and and grabbing and 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 knocking off of spots, Creighton only shot five free throws. So was it the lack of foul attempts or how the turnovers came that has got your attention the most? Um, the turnovers. Because you know, I, I'm, I'm really, I really wasn't too surprised the free throws. I mean, maybe um, in any other game, any other day, the rest of maybe call a couple of those, but a lot of those would be on the floor now with the shooting fouls because they only reached a certain point. They didn't generate a lot of paint touches with the way they were playing. Um, and, and you saw, um, like, a lot of, like, in that first half, there's a lot of Baylor Sherman. Um, and so in the second half, when they tried to get him going, um, and I thought that was weird because um, there was plenty of possession where he tried to do it himself and, I guess, draw the defense. Um, even though they only needed one guy by the time the second half came around to, to really bother him. Um, and so you just saw these guys couldn't initiate the same and they weren't generating the paint touches. So I'm really not surprised at the free throws, but the turnovers, mm. the way you saw at points where there wasn't any movement and um, guys were – you know, watching Baylor Simon try to initiate and maybe not complicate his space or just, you know, lost um, after a certain point. Um, you mentioned how... The turnovers, they kept getting worse. You mentioned how Marquette's defense looked like a top 20 defense opposed to around the 60 mark. And then you mentioned how, you know, taking down Arkansas, which was a top 10 defense. And it gets me back to thinking, you know, Creighton's defense here and how irreplaceable Ryan Kalkbrenner has become. And good on Frederick King. He's, he's been fantastic. He was given Big East Freshman of the Week honors, and I'm not trying to disregard him in any way by saying this. But how 
irreplaceable has Kalkbrenner become, especially defensively for this group? Because Iguodaro really f- had his way oh, with Creighton in that game. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned, kudos to Fred King because um, he was their best player in the last two games, probably. And uh, I don't know how many wins. I don't know how many wins you get with your freshman being the best player, but uh, it. It worked out in his favor because when Carl Graham comes back, um, it's an interesting wrinkle now that they have a productive bench player. Um, but I and somebody asked this in my mailbag that I'm going to write today, um, so I haven't looked. Oh, but off the top of my head, um, I think Ryan Callbrenner is like a top three most important player to his team in the entire country. Oh, there's your poll question, Andrew. Yep. You see the on-off splits. You see, I mean, the eye test, man. Like you saw, like I don't think he'll be the he's the end all be all, and, and that you know they'll be completely fixed when he comes back. But even in Fred King's, like people keep pointing to Fred King's numbers, but there's just some there's certain intangible things that Kalkbrenner does on possessions that Fred King just isn't capable of. Not just because of his frame and the difference in wingspan and whatever. But because of the experience and um, Carl Brenner's ability as a drop big and, um, you know, as a roller, like the attention, he, he was shooting 76% before um, he stopped playing. Like the attention that he drives is, is a whole game changer for them on offense. I, Andrew, I'll let you reset it. But full disclosure, I thought Andrew was being a little over the top with the poll question because one of the answers with Kalkbrenner, he said if he comes back and has success, is he the most important to his team? Uh, too many to tell, or I can't remember what the other one was. And I was I like, said, I said top 10 for sure. Like I, not the best or the I was, most. And I, I, at first blush, I was like, wow, really? But you're getting ready to support that, huh? Yeah, I mean, top ten easily. Um, I <laughs> it's it's a wrap. Um, off the top of my head, I mean, I didn't think too far. I mean, after days of watching basketball, like, you don't want to even think this deep. But um, I thought E, off the top of my head, um, is really important for Purdue's success. Um, I think Sonogo, I don't think Sonogo is more important because you see that team is super deep. They are way deep. It would change without him, but – um, it, I, the the drop off without Sonogo wouldn't be nearly as drastic, I think, as it has been for Creighton and Kalkman's absence. So I think he's for sure like top five most important player. I immediately think uh, Drew Timmy for Gonzaga, uh, which is in sure, that discussion. Yeah. That that is a lo- that is lofty discussion. Let me ask you real quick here in our last minute, Joel. If we concede that UConn is the best team in the Big East. Are you? Are we really ready to say the next best team is St. John's, or is something else going to shake out between Providence and we watched them the other night? I felt like that's a good basketball team. I don't want to believe in Marquette, but they play hard. Who, in your opinion, is the next best team in the Big East? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. The Mar- the, first of all, the Xavier erasure is crazy. <laughs> uh, can't do that. And then Marquette, Marquette. Now, obviously, they pummeled a, a a clearly different Creighton team than we saw a month ago. Mm-hmm. But Marquette ain't no punk either, man. Like they <laughs> got something brewing over there. They got probably 
arguably the best win in the conference with the way they whooped Baylor a few weeks back. So um, I think they, I think they're serious, man. I, mean, I think they could. I gave Providence the nod over Xavier because they just beat Xavier. Providence, man. Providence, that's Providence's best win by a mile. Tell him, Joel. Man, like you kind of see that in the Big East where any team can lose on any given night. I got to see more for Providence. Oh, never disappoints, man. Joel, we appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for joining the show this morning. All right, guys. Thank you. Hey, and thank you to all our listeners out there for joining as well. If you're itching for more, check out Morning Dump wherever you get your podcasts. Later on today, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal on Hale Varsity Radio. But until tomorrow, we'll see you on Coffee and Cream, powered by Currency.